What are all the, like, well, I guess you have space for more lines. Yeah, there's, there's space for four lines, and then it can have, there's an extender that can go on the top that adds two more. Mm -hmm. What is LR? Is that for the other two? That's the top. That's the top. Okay. So it's sectioned off into left and right because it comes with a steering wheel attachment. Mm. This is some good ASMR of David eating his crunch wrap. You better not start the podcast here, which just me eating for like five minutes. <laughs> it's only been three. Is it even recording now right now? It is, yeah. Because I just wanted to start uh, while I get things set up. I won't include probably any of this, but definitely not most of it. I bet you will include it. I probably will. <laughs> There's like ASMR porn, where it's just recordings of sex, like audio recordings. Probably. Why wouldn't there be? I don't know. They they talk about that on um, uh, Cody Co's podcast because they they do they just randomly do porn noises sometimes. Hmm. They'll just like start moaning. <laughs> I think it was on the Rooster Teeth podcast that I heard something where they were talking about nugget porn. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> How do you find out about this, John? <laughs> nugget porn? Um, the internet, my friend. The internet. I don't understand it. Well, I guess that's normal of me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that there are people that are like, you know what really turned me on? If you didn't have arms or legs. <laughs> the internet is a really strange place full of lots of very strange people. And some of them are also vile. So. Mm. I'm not going to eat the taco. I'll wait. It'll yeah, be you, a soggy you, taco. You can eat it. We can stop recording if you'd prefer and then you can eat it. No, I'll, I'll wait. Less threat to, to your image that way that is really good what that sounds really cool you're drinking i could i don't know why it's picking it up so well <laughs> i think i just drink loudly i mean maybe 
All right. Want to go ahead and start? <sighs> All right. Hi, welcome to This is a Terrible Place to Live with uh, John Bauer. <laughs> and David Damari, that's me. Hi. <laughs> Man, our podcast is the least professional. <laughs> I think podcasts in general are either like super like professionally made like storytelling with like basically reading an article from like a newspaper or they're like the least professional thing on the internet. No, I think, well, okay. So behind the bastards, um, I'm going to take this off. Um, behind the bastards on uh well i guess everywhere where there are podcasts um anywhere where podcasts are sold sold what you never see those ads where it's like anywhere vhs tapes are sold yeah but i've never like bought a podcast okay well continue (laughs) um it's kind of like a mix of that where like half of it is just like like an article that he's written on some awful person and then, like, the other half is just, like, really just weird, like, tangents that come out of nowhere. He has this whole thing where he starts the podcast, like, in a different way every time. But it's, like, what's blank my blank? Um, and they're all just, like, really weird. Um, sometimes uh, <laughs> just, I think... Uh, Is that picking up? What? Oh, there's someone playing like basketball. It sounds like next to your window. Oh no, I couldn't even hear it. Okay. Now I sound like a crazy person who's having delusions about basketball. <laughs> um, this this story was going nowhere. We're good at podcasts. <laughs> so yeah, but it's like would half you, and half. Would you prefer that I start over and be more professional? No. Hi, welcome to This is a Terrible Place to Live we're with your hosts, John Bauer and, and David Damari. Um, today we're discussing, we don't know because we don't make any plans. Well, I do have a few things that I'd planned. Oh, okay. In that case, shoot. Okay. First off, I've ha- well, I planned this today, so it's not very much planning. I planned this on the way over here. Well, they don't have to know that. Well, it's, it's going to come up in the story. Um... <laughs> So before I came here to John's house to record this, um, I went to run some errands since I'm about to move to Ireland for a long period of time. Um, and I needed to pick up one of those RFI like wallets so that, oh, yeah, yeah. so that people don't steal my card information when I'm traveling. To protect the magnetic strip in your card. Yeah. Um, so my first thought was, okay, where would sell that? Probably fries. It's a giant electronics store. They should have that, right? Yeah, I'd assume. Although they're closing. No, they they were open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're they're closing. That makes sense. Um, so I'd never been into fries before. Wait, really? You've never been in a fries before? Correct. That's really weird. And it was an experience. I've been missing out. Fries is amazing. 
Rise is really cool, but it's yeah, they're closing now, so it's, you you're a little late to the party. It's the worst, but it's amazing. <laughs> so I'd heard numerous times, mostly from Josh, that Fries has the best milkshakes. I don't think I've ever gotten food at Fries because their cafe is really expensive. Well, I I went into their cafe and I was like, I'll try their milkshakes because I've heard about this for so long. Right. So I went in and I was like, hey, I'd like a chocolate milkshake. He's like, we're out of milk. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was he was just like really mean about it too he like looked at me like i should have known he was like how dare you <laughs> <laughs> their their cafe is always kind of like every time i've been in there it's been like they're kind of it's almost as if they're like why are you here what are you doing here get the fuck out that's the sense i got from every employee at fries <laughs> yeah it's a it's a pretty hostile environment so as you know or anyone who's been to Fry's will know. Fry's is gigantic. And I was like looking for one very specific item in this giant store. So I ended up just like walking around Fry's for a good 45 minutes. And it was so much fun. They they sell records there. I didn't know that. They have Alpocalypse by Weird Al on vinyl. I, was, <laughs> I seriously thought about buying it because that's a great album. And... They had 20 One Direction albums on vinyl. Whoa. And those were like <laughs> the only vinyl they sold. What, like 20 different albums or just like oh, 20 no, copies of Oh My My? About 10 of them were the same album. <laughs> yeah. It was, and they had one copy of Revival by, by Eminem, which and then it was like, Forty dollars. <laughs> they had they had a box set of Bob Dylan. That was the other thing. Oh yeah, a, a good old box set of Bob Dylan. Yeah, I bet that was really expensive. It was. They apparently Fry's sells everything. I didn't know that because mm, the name yeah. was Fry's Electronics. I assumed it was an electronics store. I was wrong. They had just a stack of mattresses on the ground. Yeah, they they sell appliances and beds and they sell they sell instruments. Okay. So, eventually, after searching the store for a long time, I went to an employee and I was like, "Do you sell RFI protective wallets for cards?" And the guy says, I don't know. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> it's too big of a store to know. So then he's on the computer for like 10 minutes, like looking for it. I'm just standing there. He's not saying anything to me. And then he goes, if we do have it, it'll be on either aisle 26 or 25. So I go over there and he has sent me to something I didn't know any store had, which is their section of five aisles that is entirely filled with made-for-TV products. Oh, yeah. Walgreens has that, too. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. It was so fun. (laughs) There was one aisle that was just, like, cooking products, you know? (laughs) I was just looking at them for so long. 
And I found two wallets. One was a wallet that was quick card wallet where it has a string on one end of it that you pull and then it shoots out all of your cards at once and like a little arm. <laughs> and I think you're supposed to keep it like on your belt, like a holster. So you can have like a quick draw for cards. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. And then the other wallet that they had, I think what it was supposed to be, I couldn't quite figure it out, but I think it was a portable charger as well as a wallet. So like for your phone. That makes sense. It's but more also... useful. Yeah. But it was right next to um, Stealth Angel Surveillance Kit, which I think it just had knives in it. And I don't know how that surveillance. Knives? Yeah. <laughs> what does that have to do with surveillance? I don't know. You see someone, you kill them <laughs> with knives. <laughs> <laughs> the image that that has put in my head is great. Just someone breaking into your house and you're like, I've got knives. Nah, bitch, I'm protected by knives. <laughs> you heard a stealth angel. <laughs> you may have seen it on TV. <laughs> Tired of this happening? Robber breaks in, shoots you in the head. Next time someone breaks into your house, stab them. Next time someone breaks into your house, gut them alive. <laughs> and, um, so I went through all of that. And then I was like, I'm having fun here. I'm going to stay for a little while longer. So I looked at their selection of DVDs and Blu-rays. And their selection was weird. They had hardly anything that has come out in the last... Um, 10 years. I think the only things that I saw that were recent were First Man on 4K Blu-ray and um, the most recent Mission Impossible movie. They're a great place to go if you want like TV show box sets, though. No, all of their like shelves were shows. like half empty at this point. Yeah, because they're closing. Yeah. I didn't know that when I went there. I was like, how are they still in business? Because there's no one in here. And <laughs> the, yeah, if you haven't not. been there, the place looks like a space station. Everything in it looks like a space station. Well, specifically the one here is built to look like the space station because it's the NASA location. So it was built to look like NASA because it's like a tourist um, area. But it kind of it got built up and then it became less of a tourist area where it is. And that's more like locals kind yeah. of because it's like that's where the main event and like the Cinemark are. So it's like, it's really not touristy. It's more local people. Yeah. So I, w I was perusing through their selection of movies and they were, they were so strange. Some of them just looked like straight up porn, like the box. I was like, what they can sell this here. Like <laughs> they, <laughs> They had a movie the called bo The Box. Is that a movie or is that the show? What The Box? Oh, I don't. I don't know. It was like some old thing from like the seventies, where it was like people that looked like they were almost naked on the front of it, and it was called Island Temptation. I think. Um, I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. I just wondered because there's a TV show called like Sex Box or something where they get like couples that come on and air their grievances and then they go into the box have sex while people talk about what they think they should do and then they come out and tell them how it, go, how it went 
Huh. It's weird. Yeah, strange. <laughs> um, and okay, so the there was that. There was a movie called um, Black Mama, White Mama, um, with two people on the front, both of which had afros, and they were like, it looked like a weird spy movie that was like racially kind of iffy. <laughs> Um, Are these like all old or like? Yeah, pretty much everything they had that was super old. Um, can you can you hold your mic a little bit closer? Yeah, so sorry. Turn you down a bit because you've got a lot of fuzz in the background. Um, Probably a little closer still. Okay. Yeah, like that. So yeah, they had a bunch of just random, random stuff there, which was really fun to look through. Um, I was still. I think the most confusing thing was finding the mattresses on the floor. I was like, why do they have mattresses? <laughs> they have a, a whole section of children's toys. Yeah, they have an entire section devoted to like RC vehicles and whatnot. That's what it started as. And then it just devolved into being kids toys. <laughs> yeah. And it and it's just like random stuff. It used to be like some of them were video game related. And then some of them were like RC stuff. And then it was like some of them are also just like popular toys and now it's just like a toy section they had um an an old old game that i didn't know existed that is in the same series as like my favorite game ever and like this old like playstation game was like for 60 dollars. it was from like early 2000s i'm like i don't what <laughs> like what like playstation like three or like two or well it's like a remastered version for ps4 oh, okay yeah well, that makes a little bit more sense but still it was really weird um because i didn't know this game existed and it's in the same series as my favorite game ever so i would have thought it not like it existed but it looked like the worst possible game in the series and it's selling for more than like the most recent one that came out last year wait what what game uh, valkyria oh, okay yeah is this the thing we talked about last time did we we talked about a game series when you hung out last time when we weren't recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this one looked really bad. Like, it didn't look fun. Um, but it's more expensive than all of the other ones. That's so weird. That are much more recent and good. <laughs> so, I don't... I don't know. I, I was just confused by Fry's. I had no idea what it was. And it... It used to be when it started, Fry's was not even consumer electronics. It was, um, it was like parts and stuff for people who like worked on computers and like people who like to make their own hardware and whatnot. And they slowly started adding like consumer electronics and then, um, like computers and stuff. And then they added like sound systems. And like when Sears was big, they added like the washer and dryer and fridge section. Yeah. And then like they added all the entertainment stuff like DVDs and stuff. They had an entire RC section right from the very beginning um, because like RC enthusiasts would go there for stuff. And then that devolved into toys and the consumer electronics kind of took over the store. But the people who went to Fry's weren't consumers. So mm. they didn't get any traffic the people who went to fries were the people who started going because they did like their own building stuff and like getting tools and whatnot and they just kind of outgrew their their original base of customers 
I think why they have no customers is because they named it Fry's Electronics. It should be like Fry's Random Shit, because that's like <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I think also like they they kind of got in trouble a couple of times for doing like shady stuff with their employees because like most of their employees get commission, mm-hmm. but they also price match, and if they if you price match that comes out of the employee's commission, not the actual like price the company gets paid. So like they have salesmen selling like laptops and whatnot. Oh. And so they'll get commission and a lower salary for that. And then if you price match to a lower price, instead of cutting it from like what the company makes, they cut it from the salesman's income. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, A couple of people we know worked there for a while and got really fed up with them. Oh, that's... man, I found out about a, a lot of a lot of stuff today. Um, so yeah, I went to Fry's. I had the time of my life. I would recommend that everyone goes there. Save Fry's. Um, save save Fry's. Yeah, from from dying. You can either go to Fry's Electronics and try and save it from going out of business, or next time you get French fries, just keep a few for later. Save them. Save the fries or eat them now. Yeah. Um, so after I went to Fry's. I was like, okay, I need to go to uh, get some food before I go to the podcast. So I ended up going into Taco Bell. I was inside and I ordered and the employee was like, what's your name? I told him my name. I wasn't doing any of the funny stuff that I mentioned last time because I was in a hurry. And he was like, for here to go. I said, to go. And he says, all right. I go, I sit down, get my drink, all that. I'm waiting. And then he calls my name, says, David. I go up. And then it's not in a bag. None of the stuff is in a bag. And I was like, oh, I ordered this to go. I was like, hey, can you give me like a bag? Because I wanted this to go. And he goes, oh, okay. And he says it like that too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so then he gets me a bag. I start putting the stuff in it. I'm like, wait, this isn't what I ordered. I'd ordered a Crunchwrap Supreme, and this was like some Chalupa thing. And I'm like, hey, this isn't my order. And then he just shakes his head at me. I'm like, wait, you knew it wasn't my order, but you called my name and were letting me put it in a bag and leave. (laughs) And then he's he's just like out of it, shaking his head at me. I'm like, what? Those guys are always high. And then he just starts going, Rob, 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 but like really quietly. (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) And then Rob is sitting on the other side of the restaurant and he doesn't hear him until he said Rob like 10 times. (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) And then after that, like I right after that I take all the stuff out of the bag and then Rob comes up and he's like looking at the guy and he's like why is this guy touching all my food and I'm like he told me it was my order it was weird so I go sit down and then right after that they're like David I'm like oh okay yeah it was weird I don't <laughs> yeah I, I don't know the guys at this Taco Bell right mm-hmm. right here by my apartment it, they're always high yeah i always do drive through if i go there mm-hmm. i've never been inside so i don't really get to see them very often but the people in the drive through are usually out of it 
Yeah. The, the Burger King on the other side here, right there. Yeah. That lady is always like full grouch. Like <laughs> she was pissed for no reason. Like I ordered two things and drove up and then she was like, I don't know. She was really bitchy. And I was like, I was like, man, I hope you have a better day. Cause every time I've been here, you are just mad. No, um, that's how I feel like everyone who has ever worked at Sonic is people at Sonic <laughs> are just mean to me always. I, I don't know if I've ever had a, like a good experience with a Sonic employee. Yeah. And, and I used to know someone who worked at a Sonic for like five years Wow. And when they started, they were like always talking about how much they love Sonic and like Sonic culture. And I was like, that's weird. And then when they <laughs> left, they were like, fuck Sonic. Sonic's the stupidest place. They're the worst. They're terrible management. Everybody sucks. I was just like, that's a real shift there, buddy. It was weird. One time I went to, to Sonic with Zion. And so we were in my car and she had taken my phone and like, we were like playing around like she had taken it and like put it on the other side of the car. And I was like trying to get back. So I was like reaching over her and then the Sonic employee like comes up to the window and she just looks super disapproving. I think she thought I was like assaulting Zion or something because <laughs> I was reaching across her and like, she was like trying to push me off because she was trying to keep my phone from me. Right. So it just kind of looked awkward. It, it looked so bad. I was like, man, I understand why this woman hates me now, but like, it's not. <laughs> we laughed really hard about it. But. <laughs> Yeah, I, there were some when I worked drive through window, <laughs> there were so many awkward things. <laughs> I don't even remember half of them, but yeah, people are just awkward in drive throughs. <laughs> well, I do it on purpose, as we talked about last time. Yeah. But like, I mean, just like seeing like half of a conversation <laughs> is just always awkward. Like people will pull in right as they're like talking about something like, I don't know, not even political, but just like a little bit like touchy and then like they'll be like in the middle of a sentence and you're like i have no idea what preceded this comment but that on its own is just bad it's like i'm sure you're a wonderful human or not but that's <laughs> that statement does not reflect good good uh vibes at all <laughs> um all right time for topic number two topic number two under the Silver Lake, I watched that. Yes, 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 yes. And I really liked it. Um, okay, good. I wasn't sure how you were gonna. My favorite that. scene. What? Are, are we spoilers? I, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers for Under the Silver Lake, starring Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Great movie. Go watch it, please. Um, my favorite scene was when he finds the songwriter, and the songwriter is just like going crazy. Like I wrote every song that you've ever loved. And he's like playing them all and singing them, and he pulls out a gun. I was like, this is amazing. It, that's a really good scene. And my favorite part about it is that then when he like, we already did spoilers, but spoilers mm -hmm. when when he attacks mm -hmm. him with the guitar, yeah, and like bashes his head in, oh, yeah, and he his face 
kind of disappears before it gets bashed in and like his eyes go black and like everything like turns into like black goo. Yeah. That that movie is so cryptic mm-hmm. because you you can't well, I mean it's literally a crypt, mm-hmm. but you can't um you can't tell what's supposed to be real and what's supposed to be him going crazy. There are theories that the entire movie is him going crazy. I don't believe that entirely, but it is very interesting. What I found most interesting about it, which I think is different from you, because I read your review that you did on Letterboxd. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I don't remember what I said. Well, you said that your favorite part was like the clues and like him looking for meaning in things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite part was, I think, what was the overall like message of the movie, which was like, he's not a good dude. Oh he, no, definitely he's not. Just he's just like a, a terrible human. His like his entire motivation for like trying to find the girl is like I want to have sex with her. Yeah. Um and like then he works himself up in his mind as like I'm the hero, I'm going to go save her. And then like he finds her. She's like, "No, I'm fine. I want to do this. I'm chill." And he's like, "Oh. Like it, I didn't gets, need to do it that." It gets really weird when you start to think about the fact that he knew her for about a total of like seven hours like he sees her in the afternoon goes and hangs out at her place and then Mm -hmm. like goes back the next morning and she's gone so it's like he's only known her for about seven hours and then he's like obsessively searching for her yeah he well because he's like he's a creep he's like trying to convince himself that he's a hero and he's like i'm gonna save her yeah and like she doesn't even need him to save her but he's like worked it up in his mind that he's doing something good. And I think I think all of the crazy stuff leading up to him finding her mm-hmm. is his imagination. I think that he is insane. I think he's clinically insane. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of theories around um, the dog killer. Yeah. I don't know if you looked at any of those, um, but no. uh, the the majority of people in like the the subreddit that discusses the movie, which they overanalyzed it to death, but um, the majority of people that like have theories about it think that he is the dog killer, and that would have been my original guess because like that squirrel just like dies in front of him yeah. in the beginning, and there's nobody above him to like drop it. Yeah. So that my original theory was that, but then the the more recently someone was like i don't think the dog killer even exists like the dog killer is this like hyper media portrayal of like someone had their dog killed in a grotesque way and then a bunch of animals disappeared mm-hmm. like animals started going like getting lost and like lots of signs were being posted because there's coyotes and the media took it and was like there's a dog killer on the loose like mm-hmm. like one instance hyper uh extended by the media into this fear-mongering thing which goes along kind of with the the plot of things being blown out of control things that you don't understand having deeper meaning and being like uh blown out of control by the people who are are controlling your life basically yeah there is so much in that movie i i'm I'm looking forward to seeing it again um People like to point out that um, Jesus and the Brides of Dracula, Mm -hmm. um, when he talks to Jesus, Jesus is full of shit. He's literally sitting on the toilet Mm -hmm. full of shit. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which I think is is really stupid, but it's kind of funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I'm trying to remember more because I had a lot of thoughts on it. I mean, there's the the whole thing where they like jump into the reservoir and mm-hmm. get shot at. Yeah, what's that about? Like, I couldn't figure out what was going on there. Like, um, it, did they actually get shot at? And then they don't pursue it any further, and that girl's just dead, and nobody brings it up. And <laughs> the owl lady. Yeah, that was one thing that I was like, "What does this have?" I mean, like, I I was like, "Okay, I'm intrigued by this, but I don't see what this has to do with the rest of it." But it didn't take away from the movie for me. The 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 owl lady. The, her mythos is that she contractually owns anyone who deals in money because it has her signature yes um and sam does have money and he uses it Mm -hmm. um but the the idea i guess is that he doesn't use it like he's not greedy about it which is why she spares him my question is why is she there at all yeah where does she go does she exist what the fuck like she kills the I dude. I think it plays into well. Actually, we don't see her kill the dude, do we? She. We well, just she's at that house. We just see her in the house. We don't see her kill the dude. Right. And they they said it was a suicide. So possibly, and that was the her whole thing was that she makes it look like a suicide or something like that. Yeah. So possibly, she showed up. He saw her and killed himself. I don't know. Yeah, it was... There's so much of it that I don't understand, but I I had a really good time watching it, and there was (laughs) some stuff that I was like, oh, I see what you did there. It's one of those films where you you sit through a whole bunch of nonsense and go, wow, I don't fucking get shit, but this is cool. Like (laughs) like the, the, the code that is strung throughout, like the movie... Mm-hmm. leads to like an app called what three words where you find a location um using three different words and it's oh. like a, a unique location and like the dolls next to the tv have code words next to them and they go in a certain order and if you do that what three words takes you to a place in um california colorado somewhere where there's like a, a mountain next to a it's a little ways away from but close to a like a ravine that has the same name as the director whoa yeah (laughs) yeah people still aren't sure if that's actually the the clue though people think that there's more to it like there's something there and people need to go there and no one has but like i'm pretty certain it's just the director's name i really appreciate that the movie is like making people do the kinds of things that the character did yeah they're like, oh, there's got to be a deeper meaning here, and they're just like <laughs> picking it apart. <laughs> Gee, I don't, I don't even remember like the whole story anymore. It's been, it's only been like a month since I watched it. The when you when I first started it, I was like, do I even want to watch this? Because it just starts gross. Like the whole thing is like weird. Yeah. Like he's just like a pervert watching his neighbor like. Yeah. Feed her birds. Oh, and then she he goes over there. Yeah, he has sex with her at the end. And the did you what did the bird say? Did you did you catch what the bird says? Oh, I forget what it was. It, at the remember. end I was like, Oh, I, I understand what the bird's saying. I don't remember what it was anymore. I forget, yeah. Also, 
is that girl that he's hooking up with at the beginning, is that his girlfriend? Because he cheats on her so much if she is. I think they're friends with benefits. Okay. I was confused by that. I was like, what is happening? Because she's like, she's like in and out all the time and like Mm -hmm. going from gig to gig. And she shows up at one point in like some scantily clad thing. I think she was supposed to be like an aspiring actress that, that he just like knew. It's, it's such a weird, eclectic movie. I don't even know what. Yeah. There's like color codes in the movie <laughs> with like green having to do with like um, like his clues and whatnot. Like it's so. And then there's the Hobo King. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Hobo King. That was weird. Some people think that he is Sam. Whoa. <laughs> because they, they have a similar voice. And people oh, that's a stretch. I know. I know. The, that's what I'm saying. The subreddit has has analyzed that film to death. Man. Yeah, I think we should stop <laughs> talking about this because we've gone into a lot of depth on a movie that probably none of our audience has seen. Uh it's so good though. In such yeah, a weird it. way. Watch it for um, real. And okay. What was the other movie? Oh yeah, I watched um The Perks of Being a Wallflower last night. And I really liked it. It was good. Um I've never seen that. It has Paul Rudd in it, surprisingly. I was like, Oh, Paul Rudd. Yo, what's up, dude? Yeah. Um Is it a comedy? It's no, I'd say it's a drama. It has like funny parts in it. Because, like, I, I can't imagine Paul Rudd in anything but a comedy at the moment. He's pl- He plays, like, the cool teacher in, like, the teenager movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. He is, to this movie, what Woody Harrelson is to The Edge of Seventeen. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Except he's not at all like Woody Harrelson. I mean, it's Paul Rudd, so I wouldn't have guessed <laughs> that he's like Woody Harrelson. That'd be a twist if he was. I'd... I'd be very happy to see. The twist is they are the same person. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> because Paul Rudd never ages, and then he's just like feeding off Woody Harrelson's life force. He's just like, he's like a vampire. Paul he's, Rudd's a vampire. That's the moral of the story. He's a reanimated body with no spirit, and he's pulling the spirit from Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. We got off topic there. Um, <laughs> um, oh, well, I don't want to spoil it because there's like something at the end that is very important to the plot that that's actually what I'd wanted to talk about. I didn't realize that I couldn't talk about that. Although I will say there was one character in it that I hadn't seen her in anything or so I thought. Until I was looking at the the cast for that movie, I found out that one of the characters in it, also the only other thing I'd seen her in, was Over the Garden Wall playing a bluebird. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Just yeah. like a tie-in to like something that you really like. Yeah. It was like, whoa, she plays my favorite character in my favorite show. That is cool. That is a, that's cool. Yeah. Although she plays my least favorite character in this movie. Yeah. Not that she does a bad job. You Watch the movie. 
So then next podcast, we can talk about it. All right. Is it on streaming services or did you? We rented it. Rent it. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Um, or buy it. It's. I'd say it's worth it. If you were able to stay today, I was going to suggest we watch um, UHF by Weird Al. But since you're not. Unfortunately. You should watch Weird, Weird Al's movie, UHF. As I said, I think before. No, that was during the podcast. I really, really thought about buying his record apocalypse yeah yeah you did mention that's what made me think of it again but i was i was considering yeah because it's a good movie it's really funny and it even the jokes that don't age well still are funny like (laughs) weird al is honestly just the greatest because he's such a funny guy but also he just seems super nice like if you watch any interview with him he's just like a genuine like really nice guy you know yeah yeah he he just seems really kind he seems like a really like genuine person like Mm -hmm. yeah which is what part of what's so great about his comedy is that it's like just the most like authentically him kind of stuff where it's like no one else has this sense of humor but we can all appreciate it (laughs) you know yeah yeah it's it's uniquely him and yet it's universally likable yeah yeah I guess, well, okay, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I guess that Weird Al is just like the greatest comedian of all time. Actually, that's not true. John Cleese. John Cleese is. I was, I was going to say, like, I'd be down with saying he's one of the greatest. I don't know if I'd say he's Certainly. the greatest. Who do you think the greatest comedian of all time is? Then? Of all time? All time. John Cleese for me. I don't think I even know who that is. Oh, hang on. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um... Of all time. Um shoot. Gee, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I I like a lot of comedians who are just getting like started or haven't really done a lot. And like I don't actually watch a lot of the people that are like pretty big. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I I don't know if I know enough comedians to make a like a call. I think I can say my favorite. I don't know if I could say like the greatest of all time. Well, John Cleese isn't even my favorite comedian. That'd be either like Daniel Sloss or Moses Storm. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't know if I could say like who I think the greatest of all time is. Uh, okay. Po- possibly Dave Chappelle. I like Dave Chappelle a lot. Not okay. Because so, I figured you wouldn't agree with that, but that's kind of something I, I, I don't know. I think he's great. Yeah. I think, I think what he does really well is like pushing the envelope of what things can be joked about. Like, because like once Dave Chappelle's like broken the ice on a subject, then like other comedians will feel more comfortable talking about it. Um, cause he's so big and like he can do whatever he wants. Um, there was something that I heard Daniel Sloss talking about on his podcast where he was saying that Dave Chappelle will go to clubs and they'll be like, you can't smoke here. He's like, I'm going to smoke. And they're like, you can't. He's like, what's the fine? And they're like, they'll tell him how much, it, like what the fine is. He's like, I'll pay you that so I can smoke here. Like he just does whatever he wants. Cause he's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, yeah. <laughs> so I think John Cleese is the greatest comedian of all time because he is 
one of the founding members of Monty Python. He he um, studied at um, Oxford School of Comedy. He has a doctorate in comedy. He's super smart. He's like he has dumb comedy, but he's just a genius. The dude is, and he he uh, had, I think, still the best comedy show ever. Falsy Towers was his show. Okay, Basil Fawlty. Yeah, he um, he does like stand up too. Um, he was in Over the Garden Wall. He plays. That's why you like him. No, that's I totally before, that's totally why you like him. No, I liked him before I saw Over the Garden Wall, and then I was like, oh, he's in this, and he's not in it till like late in the the show. Okay. Although he does play my favorite character. I, I can't stand Monty Python. I don't find it funny, and I don't understand why people herald it as like such great humor. I I just don't <laughs> get it. It's amazing. It's it, so dumb. <laughs> so I think what John Cleese is best known for doing in Monty Python is he's the the French knight. Yeah. That, I don't know. Also, like interviews with him are very, very funny. Like if you ever see him on late night, he's just genuinely like really interesting. Um, he was talking about his mother and how he got his like morbid, like dark sense of humor from his mom. Like um, there was one that I saw where he was on Conan and Conan was interviewing him and he was talking about his mom and he was saying, Yes, uh, my mom was a very depressed person, and uh, every now and then she'd call me and she'd be like, she'd sound surprised when she'd tell me like how, how depressed she was. I'd be like, Mom, why are you surprised? You've been depressed for 50 fucking years. <laughs> and then like towards the end of her life, like she was in like a lot of pain. And she was like, I don't know if life's worth living. And he's like, well, I could have my friend come down there and kill you. <laughs> and then she just laughed like super hard about it. <laughs> um, I, I, I tend to like people outside of their, like, like outside of their, um, I, I don't know, not their work, but like their their art even if i don't like their art like some people are genuinely funny people but create stuff that i just don't find funny like um i guess um i i think kevin hart is a really genuinely funny guy mm -hmm. but i can't stand almost anything he does his his stand up is okay <laughs> his movies are so bad but he's really quite funny when he does like interviews and stuff. Like, I think he's a, like a genuinely funny guy. Um, Oh, recently I found out that John Mulaney like had a TV show called Mulaney. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that. Yeah. It ran for one season and got horrible reviews. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't done stand up about it because you could poke so much fun at yourself for having like a horribly reviewed TV show that, no one liked him got taken off air i think he's a little bit self-conscious of like his image and feels a little bit like 
I've heard some of his interviews and he, he often comes across like he kind of thinks he's not very good or like people don't like him. I, th- I think maybe he's a bit insecure. Which is weird because he's like probably the most popular comedian right now. Absolutely. He's like the the internet's favorite comedian. Yeah. For like the past, I don't know, year and a half now. I don't understand it. Like, so I was like looking at I was like, whoa. Um, because who was in it? Um, the girl from who was in SNL, the Sim Pedrad. Pedrad? Pedrad? Shoot, I don't know. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no, I don't, she, I don't watch SNL, so. Well, she was in something else that I saw recently. And I was like, oh, that's her. I didn't know she was in this. I was like, what else was she in? I was like, oh, she was in the show Mulaney, starring John Mulaney. Um, it, Interesting. Most of the reviews that I read for it described it as a ripoff of Seinfeld, which I don't understand because how Jerry can, Seinfeld isn't that funny. How can you have a ripoff of Seinfeld? Like I, Seinfeld's not even like a format. It's just dumb. I think what they were saying was that because it's about a comedian... Mulaney is about John Mulaney being a comedian, basically, and that's like where there were similarities. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you know Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld. It's just his last name. It's about him, kind being of a, a fictional version of him being a comedian. Yeah. So I guess that's it's the, the same premise, and it probably was kind of like a reference to Seinfeld. I'm assuming. And it was also like filmed in front of a live audience. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So they had it in like a studio uh, where like a live audience was. Ah, yes. Nassim Pedrad. She has a very. Like, I'm gonna cut that because I hate that I s- said that s- <laughs> slightly correct, but in a white accent, and I hate that. Um, I won't actually cut that. I just hate it. Yeah. So she was in something else, and I was like, "Oh, oh, she's in Aladdin, and New Girl, and yeah, Screen she, Queens. She was in New Girl and as- the Dictator." She was in New Girl as Winston's girlfriend, I think. I've never seen New Girl. Oh. Well, she's in that as Winston's girlfriend. Oh, she's in a lot of shit. Yeah. She's in The Dictator. Have you ever seen The Dictator? No. I've never seen it, but I've like... I know of it. My brother really likes to quote it all the time. Or he did for a while. He doesn't anymore. But <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. That's weird. I'm going to see Aladdin tonight. We're watching it tonight that's what it was i watched um the cinema sense for the new aladdin and uh-huh. i was like oh she's in that movie weird isn't she jasmine no she plays like jasmine's handmaiden uh, okay yeah okay which is kind of weird because she's very white looking and it doesn't make sense historically but so is so is naomi scott so i don't know who that is she's jasmine oh She's British. Yeah. I mean, she's a fourth. I can't remember if it's Indian or Pakistani or she's a fourth something, but it doesn't really matter because it's not. (laughs) It's yeah, it's not right. I think this has probably been our worst episode of the podcast. It is a little bit boring. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's just because we're both really busy. Like I started school and you've been like preparing for your trip. So we've just kind of been like doing less. I think I'll have lots of entertaining content when I'm in Ireland. 
You know, probably like, Irish people are crazy. They do this. And that'll be the entire podcast for a few months. Yay. Slight racism. They're the same race. I know, but it's funny. It's funny races. They're probably lighter than we are. Yay. Ethnicity jokes. We'll be like. Culture shock jokes. We'll Woo. be like, man, they're so white. And we'll get to make fun of people for being whiter than us, which I've never been able to do. Well, Greg, I can make fun of Greg. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's my brother. He's I think so. Wild. I think at this point, anyone listening is a people we know is. and yeah. B. Well, we've we, mentioned him before, so we did the whole thing. We're like, if anyone starts listening to this, what if they listen to our back catalog and they're like, who are all these random names that they keep throwing out? Like I mentioned, Josh earlier. That Josh is my friend, my best friend. If you if you didn't know that. Um, here, should we give like a list of everyone in our lives? Like, shoot, okay, um, just people that we've mentioned, or just why like am everyone. I, doing, this is, I was like, I need to make this more entertaining. <laughs> Let's just list names. Let's go through a list of everyone we know. Here, I'll pull up contacts on my phone. That'll be interesting. Let's let's start at the beginning. Here, I was born in Jennings, Louisiana, in a hospital. My mother's name is Laurel. <laughs> My grandmother's name is Barbara Newton. We should, no, we should do an episode that's just us telling the very detailed stories of our life. Not <laughs> just like, just like. Oh, I wrote an auto. We wrote Anna wrote an autobiography. My sister Anna. Oh, she did. Um, not really. Oh. Um, last night for some reason at like ten thirty, I was like in like an overtired mood uh-huh. and we we were talking about something and i was like you should write an autobiography because oh i was like oh tell me a bedtime story and she was like once <laughs> upon a time i was born and now i am here and i was like you should write an autobiography so i wrote one up for her and it says once upon the time i was born and now i am here it has an opening page a dedication page a table of contents <laughs> chapter one um it also has a foreword but i haven't gotten anyone to write it yet okay. and then it has an epilogue um which is great and i wrote it and i'm gonna read it to you because it's great okay, okay? so remember the autobiography is once upon a time i was born and now i am here that's the title and also the entire content of the book that's the entire content of chapter one the only chapter of the okay. book thank you for clarifying you are welcome and if this will ever open this will not open. Great. Well, it is what it is. And it is not what it isn't. It isn't what it isn't. No, it never is. It never <laughs> is what it isn't. It never is, unfortunately. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is just nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, what I'm about to read to you is also nothing. I'm surprised if anyone, like even Bobby, gets to this part of this episode because this one's been boring I, every time i think an episode is boring and i listen back to it i'm quite entertained but i am <laughs> listening to myself and being entertained so that's weird but you know you have to be a little bit narcissistic to create a podcast in the first place like people should listen to me i'm really interesting we are interesting david okay so the epilogue by me for anna's autobiography is this <laughs> Which you wrote. I did. I wrote it. Autobiography. No, she wrote the autobiography. She just, she dictated it to me and I wrote it down. And now this is the epilogue, which I wrote. Okay. 
Indeed, she was here. In fact, she stayed here and did many things and this and that and the other such thing, before going there and attempting those in the in-between, upon completing which she returned here and there and all over the place. To which can be said she did indeed do these, those, and the before-mentioned in all her years. And there was no precedent to what she achieved when she was there, nor was there to follow after she returned here. In all her doings, she was present and accounted for one way or another, in one time or another, and in some place or the other one. And in so much as I knew her, she always was here, there, or another such place. That sounds like C.S. Lewis's worst book. <laughs> I read it at like 1030 and I was like crazy tired. I thought it was the funniest thing, and I still think it's the it's funniest thing. Funny, but it sounds like if C.S. Lewis was just like high and was like, I'll write something. <laughs> and he had no idea what he wanted it to be about. So he was like, I'll stall. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to the title there and back again. That's not C.S. Lewis. I know, but. Okay. It, it's very, that's what it makes me think of. I, I thought we would have more interesting content where we found out that you didn't know that C.S. Lewis didn't write The Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. That you he thought, didn't write The Lord of the Flies? Oh my gosh. Well, he he wrote that one. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? What else? What else? I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that I was like, oh, we're going to talk about that on the podcast. And then I've just completely forgotten. Um I feel like I spent way too long talking about fries because it was just really interesting to me. I thought that was funny. It was interesting. Anyone who's been shut up, John. Haha, ha. did it. Got it. oh ASMR. Wait, we did that. At the beginning. We did that at the beginning. I'll, I'll cut some of that in. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Speed racer. <laughs> Check. We're only like eight episodes in and we're already devolved to the point of podcasts that I listen to that are like 42 episodes long and they're like, I guess we don't know what to do anymore. I feel like we, we can we can have the one where we just talk about burnout where we're like, yeah, I'm so burnt out. The creative cycle. Actually, I did want to talk about burnout, but not on the podcast. Uh, okay. But yeah. The video game, Burnout Paradise of where were you? No, I race I, cars on the streets. No, I'm I'm gonna make a video about it for my channel once I make my channel makeover, which is happening soon. Yeah, I think I'm gonna create a channel. Uh, I'll probably just use like iMovie and edit videos of me doing stuff abroad. I mean, you can actually do a lot in iMovie. So. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I got some royalty free music that I can use for it too. I got it for like five dollars. I got an EP of B sides that I can use for whatever. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was cool. Um, oh, we saw Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh yeah, we saw that. It was a good movie. It was a really it. good movie. I, I, it was a little bit strange. <laughs> the ending wasn't great, but it was a good movie. It was decent. Yeah. No spoilers for that. Just if you want to go see a movie and laugh a little. And have some good feelings and also leave the theater thinking, wow, they're going to get fucking arrested. Do that. And also, if you're interested in seeing Forrest Gump as directed by the Coen brothers, it is that. That is all it is. It, actually, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, 
I was on Letterboxd today going down a rabbit hole where I found out that Beatrice from Over the Garden Wall was played by a person from uh, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Don't look up who she plays, though. That'll spoil it. Okay. I won't. Um, and so then I was like going through like my watch list. Wait, no. I, I was like looking to like see people who are like in my favorite movies, like the top four that you have on Letterboxd. And yeah. then I was like, oh. And I realized that Raising Arizona isn't even in your watch list, John. It's not in my watch list? Yeah, you don't want to watch Raising Arizona. It's And I'm frankly upset. It's that is my of, next movie I'm watching. Oh, really? Well, like, actually, my next movie is Aladdin because that's what's happening tonight. But it's, the, like, the next thing on my list. I can't wait till you've seen that movie. I love it so much. I watched Oh, Brother, and I started A Serious Man. But I I've been listening to a podcast where they, like, they basically, they review and, like, break down all of the Coen Brother movies. Okay, cool. So I've been listening to that, and when I listen to them, I like hear the plots, and I'm like, "Oh, that sounds really good. I need to watch that." Mm-hmm. And and Raising Arizona was the first one that I was like, "Oh, that is awesome!" And I need to go watch this. It is their best movie. It's about stealing a baby and then just justifying it the entire time. Like, well, what I got more, they can handle. They just keep saying that. <laughs> there, there was one scene in it. Okay, hang on. You're going to watch it. We'll talk about it next time. I mean, I did. I The podcast I listened to broke down basically everything. So I know the whole storyline and multiples of the jokes, including specific lines. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about it. No, we'll talk about it after you've seen it. Okay. Um, what did you think of A Brother Where Art Thou? I liked it. I've been quoting it since watching it pretty much all the time or just like referencing it. I watched it with Anna um, and she liked it. So You're probably picking up on quotes that I have from that that I'll... Like, yeah. and they will not succeed due to obstacles in their way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I've made a bunch of references to frogs. Yeah. I get, well, toads. I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had that whole thing during one of the shows. One of the plays we did, David just kept going, we thought you was a toad. Well, it was me and Lydia. We were doing it back and forth. Yeah. We thought you was a toad. Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> I, yeah. I think my favorite one was, <laughs> you ain't their daddy. Your da- their daddy got hit by a train. <laughs> the best thing you did for those girls was get hit by that train. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What's He's a- bona fide. <laughs> there is a great deal of money to be made in the service of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's great. <laughs> Oh, John Goodman is such an underrated actor. I love John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. I I realized I love George Clooney, and I never thought I did before because I always have hated him. But I really love George Clooney. He's great. And that movie specifically is really good. Yeah, in that movie, he's really really good. <laughs> I'm a dapper man. I'm a dapper Dan man. Damn it. Oh wait, who? My uh, my favorite part of him is when he's uh. W- when he's offered half a chipmunk, he's like, half a chipmunk would merely arouse gopher. my hunger and not satisfy. Gopher. Gopher? Oh. He's offered he's offered a gopher six times <laughs> before he even addresses it. <laughs> it's like, no, half a half a gopher would merely arouse my appetite. <laughs> or you can have a whole one. We already had one. I don't, I don't remember the guy's names anymore. Just I don't remember any of their names. 
Gee. That makes it not as interesting because their names were great. Well, no, the main guy is Ulysses. Well, yeah, that's not what he goes by, though. Yeah. He goes by his middle name most of the time because it's based on the Odyssey. Yeah. Although originally, apparently, it was based on um, Wizard of Oz. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently, they originally wrote it thinking about the Wizard of Oz, but like switched it like before they finished writing. I guess there are some similarities in that, like, the main characters are uh, Ulysses is trying to get home and he has these two uh, companions with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, they do kind of embody the the cowardly and the, the brainless. Yeah. I I guess, I don't know, because they, they said that they've never read the Odyssey. Oh, when really? they talk about it, they said they've never read it. Huh. They just, like, based it off of what they know of it. Like the sirens and uh, what The cyclops. Yeah, the mm. cyclops. And the KKK. And the KKK from the Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, everyone I, knows the great, Greeks were big white supremacists. <laughs> there was a there was a great line from that whole thing too, but I don't remember what it was anymore. About the KKK. About the KKK. But yeah, no, that's a great. I love that. I I don't know. I I love how dumb it is. They got the the the, the little person, mm-hmm. and he's in his robe, and it's just like it's like yeah, no one knows who that is. Yeah. Oh, oh, um when uh when the the other guy, the opposing guy that ends up winning the election mm-hmm. is like um talking with his son and his son's like maybe we can get our own small person <laughs> and make it even smaller. <laughs> that reminds me of uh Orla and Dairy Girls where <laughs> something she would say. Yeah. <laughs> where, we can just talk about our favorite lines and things. I, I really love a good quote. I certainly do. I like in, uh, in Dairy Girls where Orla's talking to her mom and she's like, do you know that they have in their house a little wee bathroom attached? Wait, hang on. No, they got wee little rooms with even weeer little bathrooms attached yeah. to them. <laughs> Orla and her mom are like the craziest <laughs> people that everyone knows someone like, but like not that extreme. Like <laughs> how Orla just has like lighters on her because she doesn't smoke just for fire. <laughs> I think Orla might be my favorite character in television. Right Orla's now. Bobby's favorite character. Yeah. I particularly like um james i really like james and i really like um his cousin whatever her name is uh, michelle michelle i just think that they're really funny mm-hmm. their back and forth is funny to me i don't know <laughs> no i think orla is what carries the show which is surprising because out of all of like the main people she talks she the does least. she does the least in general <laughs> but she's always in like the background doing like random crap <laughs> what <laughs> oh i also really love um jerry and oh jerry oh. jerry and her dad's like uh like interaction yeah what, what's what's the what's the grandpa's name i forget his name uh joe joe i like their interaction because <laughs> <laughs> oh and um uh kieran is that his name oh the dude in the store yeah yeah 
Um, <laughs> I liked in season two how he's selling the fake American flag. It's like it's the updated version. <laughs> Um, no, one of my favorite lines in the whole show is when Jerry goes up to the door and he meets, uh, what's her name? Uh, the lady that Joe liked. Um, oh, yeah. and he's like, we're Mary and Jerry and we're living in Derry. And then Joe's just like, shut up, prick. This episode is so weird. <laughs> I, I don't know what's we happening. We talked for like 15 minutes just being like, you know what line I really like? <laughs> I swear. I, <laughs> I think her podcast, this one just sounds like we're super high. <laughs> like we haven't kept to a subject at all. It's I mean... Been, you are eating Taco Bell. Yeah, we did. I did Taco Bell. You did Taco Bell. I did Taco Bell, too. I we did both illegal did. Taco Bell. We both did Taco Bell before coming in, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what the... the I don't title, know why we're, we're bankrupt for ideas at the moment. Yeah, I don't... I don't know either. Um, oh, man. Um, what was I going to say? You were saying the title should be something. Oh, yeah. The title should be the one where nothing happens because nothing has happened in this one. It's true. Oh. What? No. I had my last day at, um, at Arlen's. I no longer work there. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're going, you're going away. Mm-hmm. So you can't work there while you're gone. I tried coconut cream soda there. That's really good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. Interesting. Actually. Um, coconut cream soda. I came up with a really funny joke while I was there. Oh, you want me to tell it to you? Okay. Yeah, I was waiting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that the joke? No. Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, um, I know. I'd give it a B minus. I thought about it, and then I just chuckled to myself. I was like, I'll do that. <laughs> no. Um, do you know why uh, teachers aren't allowed to have sex with their students? The law? Well, it's not because of like the age difference or the power dynamic or just that it's creepy and like a conflict of interest with teachers and all that. It's because, you know, teachers have AIDS. Oh my gosh. That's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I told it to the cashier who I was working with and she laughed really hard for a while. That's so dumb. <laughs> that is bad. That's not good at all. Also, my store, my former store, they don't know how the law works, I found out, because, well, hang on. So, now there's the new laws in Texas, which it's like, you can't buy nicotine unless you're 21. 21. Unless you were 18. Yeah, you can be grandfathered in, basically. Correct. But my store is like, no, we don't sell nicotine to anyone who's under 21. I mean, that's that's the easiest way to deal with it, honestly. Otherwise, it gets complicated. But I mean, like that's not the law. I know it's not the law, but is they can say they won't sell to people younger than that, just as store policy oh, makes okay. it easier. But, if they said, if they said we're just going to keep it at eighteen, that would be against the law. But because as a store, they don't have to sell anything they don't want to to anyone, so long as they post it, like in they some didn't. formal way. 
they just have like the poster that's been at like all the other places that's like explains the new law. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, in that case, don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on there. Because I asked my manager about it. And I was like, I thought the law worked this way. And she's like, no, it's 21. I'm like, no, it's not. I think it's just because people don't want to get in trouble. And they, they think that's what the law says. But it's mm. like, if it doesn't, then the store is going to get in trouble for selling to people under the age. Should we also, figuring out when the law went into effect and who was, 20, uh, who was 18 already it, like from their birth date can be difficult. It's August 31st. Yeah, but then people have to think about it, which is... Yeah. I mean, you would have had to think about it anyway, so because yeah, because we card you, people. Like, you card for eighteen anyway, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, in general, grandfathering people in doesn't make sense. I don't understand that. I get it. It's like people will get pissed off. They're like, "Well, I could do this, and now I'm breaking the law." What? Sure. I mean, yeah, I guess people will get pissed about it. But like, if the point is that people are getting addicted to this too young, like grandfathering everyone in is kind of like you're well, still going to have those health issues. I guess it's just a preventative measure. It's not that the people who are 18 are too young. Uh, I was like reading about it. It's that they're like in closer social settings to the people who are too young. So then they can give them to. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is true. Although I think for the most part, I was just listening to, um, do you, do you watch any um, Corridor Crew or Corridor Cast stuff? Nay. No. Okay, so they... they... <laughs> I don't know what that was. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Horse. <laughs> no, the, um, they, they do like visual effects, but they have a podcast and they talk about like the news and stuff. Mm. And they were talking about the law and they were, they were saying that like, for the most part, people who get like addicted to like nicotine and stuff and start at a young age, mm-hmm. end up just like stealing from like their parents or someone older. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like 18 year olds who are like buying stuff and giving it to people. It's just like, um, it's just like people who have access to like adults with it and like take it at a young age because they think it's cool. So like the, the real battle would be like trying to, I don't know, remove the like cool factor of like smoking, but that's never going to happen because the more you try to make something uncool, the more cool it becomes. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it personally. I think it's really weird that like the rest of the country is like legalizing marijuana and then Texas is like, actually, we're going to make it set. You have to be 21 to vape. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be 21 to vape in California as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe not vape, but um, already for like cigarettes and stuff. Well, yeah, I meant like nicotine. But yeah. I think it's mostly just for targeting vaping. Well, they're, they're also targeting vaping in a new law that's um, banning flavors. Yeah, I heard about that. In California only. Um, because the um, there's some new form of like lung cancer that they've discovered in people who vape, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently and i haven't researched this so don't like take this as mm-hmm. gospel truth of the matter of the fact but what they were saying was that all of the people who showed positive for those um new cancers um including six people who died mm-hmm. um were also known to be using um uh thc pods yeah. that were cut with vitamin e oil which and they're vaping, also illegal. 
Yeah, they're also illegal. They were they were THC from like a dealer yeah. who mixed the oil with vitamin E. Mm-hmm. And um apparently part of it is that you when when you vape, unlike smoking, when you smoke you you mostly you don't inhale it as mm-hmm. much because you're not purposefully inhaling it, so you don't inhale as much. Mm-hmm. When you vape, you inhale the vapors into your lungs, which first of all gives you bronchitis and pneumonia. Yeah. And second, it, it allows those, if there's oil, it allows it to get into your blood mm-hmm. and in your lungs, and oil stays. Yeah. It doesn't evaporate. So basically you're greasing the inside of your lungs. So with the vitamin E oil, apparently it's like bonding with the blood, which causes a problem yeah i'd heard that on like the photo franco show he didn't go into like as much depth but basically it's like it might be tied to this like, oh. yeah well they they haven't done enough research but basically the people i guess it's a, a senator or a governor in california that's planning to pass this mm-hmm. like next week or sometime or that flavor thing yeah is basically just saying yeah it's definitely tied to vaping in general so only tobacco flavors which I guess they were saying like double standard, right? Because it's like the tobacco industry is known to be dangerous for you in many ways. Yeah. But it's like the government's little, I don't know. It's like the, the, the teacher's pet of the government, the tobacco industry. Because it's been around for forever, but they don't like to regulate it as much. And then also, the um, one of like the reasons that people were able to get off cigarettes and get to vaping, which is still not great but it's better than cigarettes is because like a lot of smokers will be like well they have flavors for that so then i can have there's a benefit you know other than the health you know yeah i think another thing is that um a lot of vapes have more nicotine significantly more nicotine yeah condensed than um cigarettes so it could be also tied to just a larger in intake of nicotine um, but people who use vaping to get off of smoking will start with the high nicotine and lower it. Um, yeah. my, my manager did that and quit smoking after smoking for like 20 years. Yeah. It's... He, he quit in like five years time by slowly reducing the amount of nicotine that he was intaking. I think that in general, vapes probably do more good than they do bad because I think the people who would get them would probably try cigarettes if they weren't. And cigarettes are substantially worse for you. I think it's definitely, I think it was a problem that when they first like started becoming popular, like 16 year olds could get them. Uh-huh. And like people under the, the tobacco age, because people were not thinking of them as being um, addictive or, or harmful to you. And they definitely can be. And I think yeah. that if you don't smoke and don't vape, you should not start. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, I think that the, in general they do good because they get people away from the tobacco industry. I I don't think you'll ever be able to completely remove things like smoking and vaping and excessive drinking and whatnot. It, it will always be there because of just the nature of people to to gravitate towards things that are uh, like off-colored somewhat. You know, like. But I think. I think that the more that we can like limit the number of people affected by like lung cancer from that kind of thing is 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 good, and I think that does that. Yeah, man, this this podcast has gone all over the place. We got into a serious discussion about like nicotine products after having just done nothing for 
I don't mind so much the serious conversation. I do mind trying to be funny and being really unfunny. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like our conversation about Under the Silver Lake was neither inspirational, <laughs> nor serious, nor funny. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. This is great. Um, I think a quarter of this podcast is me talking about how how little happened. Because I've brought it up like five times now. This is like much ado about nothing. Should we just stop? I mean, we, we are an hour 20, so we can. All right. <laughs> uh, tune in next time for another episode of Speed Racer. Next time it'll be better, though, because I'll be in Ireland and I'll make fun of Irish people. For, and yeah. I'll be swamped with classes. Hell yeah. Yeah.